0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1276, How to Deal with Lies in a Relationship, by Melissa Josu of melissathelovecoach.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of ORD, where we seek to help you improve your relationships each and every day of the week in about 10 minutes. I am Greg Audino, your host and narrator, and today I'm gonna be reading from an article that touches on a very important subject, lying in relationships and how we can respond to being lied to in the healthiest way possible. I really like this one. I think you will too. So let's jump right into it and start optimizing your life. How to Deal with Lies in a Relationship by Melissa Josu of MelissaTheLoveCoach.com. Have you seen this quote? Quote, The worst part about being lied to is knowing that you are not worth the truth. End quote. I saw that in a recent Facebook post by a friend who found out that her husband lied to her about his internet use and the kinds of sites he was visiting. I'll let you guess, it rhymes with corn. But I actually disagree with the quote. The quote basically says that lies hurt because they make you feel like you're unworthy of the truth. But I think the quote misappropriates the injury. Someone can only injure our sense of worth if we believe that our worth can be compromised by another person. But aren't we already worthy? What's really being injured is the integrity of the relationship. Being lied to hurts because it's a breach of trust. The liar leads a person to believe one thing while actually doing something different. But lies have nothing to do with the worth of the person being lied to. Lies are really about the sense of self-worth of the liar. Think about it. Lies hide the truth. And a person lies because they are ashamed of what's true so ashamed and scared that they feel they have to make something up in order to avoid the perceived consequences of telling the truth. Lies are based in fear, fear that their truth won't be accepted, fear that there will be backlash for telling the truth, fear that they will be punished for being honest. Lies are a way of coping with shame, but they only further deepen the poisoning effects of shame and the effects of withholding the truth. It takes tremendous energy to uphold a lie because the liar has to remember all the constructed details of their lie and carry it with them throughout the relationship. And the energy spent protecting the lie is energy that could be spent nurturing the relationship or nurturing the self. This is why lies feel so depleting and awful to live with. They drain the vitality out of relationships and they shred the fabric of true intimacy. So the worst part about being lied to is that the liar didn't think highly enough of himself to show up authentically. He didn't love himself enough to show up in his truth. Integrity takes guts. It takes courage to face the fear and move through it anyway. It takes faith, courage, and hope to be able to see the possible consequences of telling the truth, but share your truth anyway. In standing in our truth, we open ourselves up to criticism. But we also open ourselves up to the possibility of authentic relationships. We open ourselves up to the possibility of change. Authentic relationships and deep intimacy only come from being in our truth. This is how lies poison relationships. They erode trust and create a relationship based on fear, rather than a relationship based in love and trust. The antidote to the poisonous effects of lies is to create a safe space for the truth. A safe space for authenticity in all your relationships. Creating a safe space for the true intimacy in your relationship. Number one, when you're lied to, stop and see it for what it is. Lies come from people who are so desperate for approval that they would compromise the integrity of the relationship to deny the truth. Lies are a tactic born from fear and shame. Number two, feel your feelings. It's okay to be angry. It's never healthy to meet denial with more denial. If you're angry and hurt, it's okay to feel angry and hurt. It's okay to feel your feelings. If you feel betrayed, feel betrayed. Those are normal emotional responses, and to deny them in yourself would also be an act of denying truth. Acknowledge what feelings may surface. Number three, but it is important to respond peacefully rather than to react. It's easy to react to a lie uncovered with drama and fury to punish the other person with your anger. But creating drama is a fear tactic too. Punishing the other person is really an act of trying to control and intimidate them. It will only breed more fear. Number 4. Courageously stand in your own integrity. Don't play games back with them. Honor your own feelings and truth by showing up authentically. The antidote to lies is truth. Have an honest discussion about how the breach of trust hurt you. Have an honest discussion about what their trust means to you and your relationship. And bring to light the kinds of relationships that you want. Word of warning, expressing your truth might not change the relationship. The other person may continue to lie. But what's important is that you did not fuel the fire. You did not continue the drama of distrust. You did not perpetuate the soap opera. You notice how soap operas are just one betrayal after another. It makes for entertaining TV, but translates into unhealthy, miserable real-life relationships. You stood in your wholeness and integrity. Meeting lies with truth opens the door for having more authentic relationships. But it begins with honoring our own truth. Step by step, little by little, like flower petals in the spring opening to the warmth of the sun, we reveal our true beauty, and in turn, open the possibility to be appreciated and loved for who we truly are. You just listened to the post titled, How to Deal with Lies in a Relationship by Melissa Josu of melissathelovecoach.com. And that's a great post from Melissa today. Thanks so much to her for that. She's really helping us to maintain integrity and continue to take the high road in our relationships, regardless of how many times our partners may not do the same. And it's really hard to do this, right? You know, our egos hurt. We don't want to exhaust ourselves more by having a confrontation but long-term, this is what you do in a successful relationship. Sure, if there's a severe enough breach of trust that you feel it's worthy of ending the relationship, that's a different story. But for as long as you choose to stay in it, you're not doing yourself or your partner any favors by reciprocating bad behavior, not taking the high road, and not doing some of the heavy lifting. Because that's a big part of relationships, that give and take. You know, sometimes One partner is going through something that prevents them from bringing their best self to the relationship, whatever that looks like. And thus, the other partner puts more of the work in, trusting that the tables might turn someday. So, it's important to always put our best foot forward up until the point that we decide the relationship can no longer continue. And I think Melissa's work did a really good job of illustrating that today. That will do it for now, though, everybody. Really glad to have had you here. And of course, I hope to see you again tomorrow for another great post and where your optimal life awaits.